0: Welcome to Season 3 of One Day You'll Thank Me, a podcast for smart parents. I'm Dr. Tara Egan.
1: And I'm not a Dr. Anna.
0: I'm a mom, a therapist, and an author.
1: And I'm a daughter and a kick-ass high school student. Each week, we'll discuss a different parenting topic. And we'll interview some fantastic guest experts. We'll leave you with practical tips and information. Plus, you'll get the perspective of a teen. Stay tuned, everyone. Boom. Boom. Hey everyone, it's Anna, and I'm here to do a solo episode with my mom. Hi, I'm Dr. Tara
0: Egan, and you are listening to One Day You'll Thank Me. Dun 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 dun. Tell everybody what we're going to talk about today. We're talking about natural versus logical consequences. I love this topic. I know that it might sound boring to the regular folk out there, <laughs> I in mean, teens namely, but it's like one of those things that impacts us every single day because everything we do has a consequence, sometimes good, sometimes not so good. And parents say to me all the time, like, I don't know how to give consequences. I can't think of anything to do in the moment if my child misbehaves or if my child's doing a good job and I need to find a way to tell them beyond saying, you know, good job, buddy. Mm-hmm. So it's just super relevant for all parents basically regardless of how old your kid is even if they're a grown up honestly so, yeah yep and this is kind of i think of a follow up to we had an episode in season 1 i think it was episode 17 does that sound right that sounds right yeah and it was about reinforcers and talking about basically how to encourage a kid or a person to keep doing a behavior that we want to keep seeing so consequences You know, sends a message like if you have a positive consequence, like you get a reward or praise, it sends the message, keep doing it. If it's a consequence that's negative, like you lost phone privileges, or I don't know, something is broken and you can't use it, then that might be something that deters you from doing that again. Now, the goal always of the parenting that I encourage parents to use is to create An environment in the home that's respectful, where people are working as a team, where the expectations are really clear and they're age-appropriate.
1: Communication must be key in this, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I call it, maybe we should talk about this another episode of like the term I use is nurturing communication. So that type of communication style is what I teach parents to do so that they can be good, clear communicators with their kid but still have authority and still be able to kind of get feedback from their kid about their emotional state or whatever, but still like get stuff done and be able to kind of assert their wishes as the parent. So first we're going to talk about natural consequences. So for every behavior we do, there's something that occurs naturally. So like, think of, Like an example, what's something that if you do something, there's going to be a result that's going to happen automatically?
1: If I do an assignment, I'm going to get a grade.
0: Yeah. Or if you don't do an assignment, get a bad grade, I guess. Yeah. Or you get a zero. So if you don't get up on time for school, you'll miss the bus or you'll be late to school. Like that's going to occur just as a natural byproduct of the behavior that you exhibited.
1: I mean, if you're not nice to anyone, you're not going to have the chance of making friends or being Mm -hmm. social with people, I guess.
0: Yeah. So it's not necessarily that an adult in your life is going to do something to you. If you're not nice, it just might be, if you're unpleasant to the kids at school, they're not going to seek you out for your company. Or if you don't wash your clothes naturally, that means you're going to have dirty clothes. Yeah, you got nothing to wear. Yeah. Or at least not clean clean things to wear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you study, you're more likely to earn a good grade, things like that. So the naturally occurring consequences, and the one that makes people like super, it's kind of a slap in the face, is if your kid runs out into a parking lot, the natural consequence would be they might get hit by a car. Mm-hmm. That's also a good example to show that we can't always use natural consequences because we're not going to let our kid get hit by a car and be like, see what I told you? I told you that would happen. (laughs) My God. Right? Yeah. Like you're going to give another consequence to your kid for running out in a parking lot. And it's going to be something that you've contrived that feels logical. So your child will not run out in a parking lot anymore. Yeah. So... We'll talk about that in a little bit, but the main aspect to know about natural consequences is they occur naturally. And a lot of times it's parents who interfere with natural consequences occurring. Like they will do something to either shield their kid from the natural consequence. So you think of the kid who leaves their lunch in the fridge at home, they don't Mm -hmm. put it in their backpack. So what would be the natural consequence to not bringing your lunch to school.
1: You have nothing to
0: eat. Yep. You have nothing to eat. You're hungry. But what parents will do is they will notice that the lunch is there, drive the lunch to school and give it to the front desk and Mm -hmm. it will be delivered to their kid's classroom and their kid is protected from that natural consequence. So there are times of course, when that's appropriate, but there's times when, parents interfere with natural consequences. Kids don't experience the consequence and then they might continue to act in a way that, you know, isn't in their best interest long term. -hmm. So I think of a natural consequence for you. Like there's times I know you're tempted to stay up and you'll be like watching a show or something. Yeah. So what's the natural consequence?
1: I don't get as much sleep.
0: Yeah. You don't get as much sleep. You're tired the next day. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're even grouchy. And there's times when I'm over you having that consequence because you're kind of like in the moment when it's 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, one o'clock at night, you're kind of like, I'm comfortable with feeling tired, you know, tomorrow. (laughs) And as the parent, I'm not into you having Mm -hmm. that natural consequence, especially if it impacts me or I think it impacts like your well-being. So I might institute a consequence that feels logical But it's not something that would have naturally occurred. Yeah. So I think those are the times that I've made you put your phone out in the hallway, or I've turned off your access to Netflix or Hulu Mm -hmm. so that you're not so tempted to kind of go down a spiral of watching extra episodes of a show you're into. So natural consequences occur without interference from someone else, they take less effort to predict. And so basically one way or one question that I ask parents to think about when it comes to to figuring out like what would be the natural consequence here is, well, what would happen to me if I did this?
1: I mean, I'd also wonder like which one would be more effective if a kid forgets his lunch at home, what's going to be more effective him not having food or the mom like nagging him or like when he comes home getting punished for getting his lunch or something like that, like which one would be more effective?
0: Well, and it, it can depend. So the, the example that I think of is like sometimes kids, especially as they get into older grades, if they don't care about their grades, parents will say, well, should I just let natural consequences run their course where they just fail this class? And I'm like, all right, you're, so your kid's in, maybe they're in ninth grade, maybe they're in 10th grade. They fail the class and now they don't have that high school credit. They might not really even understand What requirements are there for graduation? They might not be able to think ahead and think, okay, well, if I have to retake this class next year and I'm placed in a class where everybody's younger than me, you know, am I going to feel like a loser or do I have to go to summer school? Like sometimes, especially kids who maybe have more of a struggle with like impulse control or they're really just not academically oriented, like they don't get their self esteem from getting high grades or things like that. It's like the natural consequences, like the kid might even not really care. And so in that situation, a parent being like, well, fine, just fail. These aren't going to be, be as effective. Yeah, they might be like, what else? <laughs> so in that situation, it might be like, well, if you don't have at least a C in the class, you can't do any sleepovers or you can't use the Xbox after school or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, No one is going to have a natural consequence of not using the Xbox because they fail history. Mm -hmm. That's a parent-imposed consequence. Yeah. But it could be the contributing factor to them having the motivation to go ahead and get those assignments done. Like, they might not inherently care about history, but you might have disrupted their life enough where they're like, all right, I'm going to get these assignments done because I don't want to have this other privilege. You know, I don't want to miss out on it. But parents have to think when it comes to figuring out what the natural consequence would be, think about what would happen to you, you know, and, and I'll do that. I think, okay, well, what would happen if I'm late to work? Like I own my own business. Like I'm not going to get fired, but mm-hmm. would it make a client upset with me? Would it push off my whole day if I start 10 minutes late is the whole schedule messed up for the day or am I cheating someone out of 10 minutes of their appointment so I can stay on track? Like there's things that I, that naturally occur that I have to think, well, gosh, is this going to impact my professional reputation? Is this going to make me feel out of sorts all day? Like Mm -hmm. I'm running, running, running to catch up because I started off behind like, but I'm not going to have like, I'm not going to be fined. I'm not going to have somebody yell at me probably. I mean, maybe a client could be annoyed, but There's certain things that are more naturally going to happen than other things. Yeah. So parents have to decide what's the natural consequence? Is it going to be effective if my child experiences it? Is there something that I'm doing as a parent that impacts the ability for that natural consequence to play out? And making sure they maybe have the follow up conversation with the kids so that they really do understand the relationship between what they did or how they acted and what happened in their world. Obviously, if a natural consequence is going to result in a child being seriously hurt, is it something that the consequences that that they just don't care about it and so it doesn't really matter anyway? If I tell my kid to prepare dinner and I say, you know, I want you to prepare grilled cheese and broccoli and they don't do the broccoli and their consequences, they don't have broccoli to eat. Mm, they probably don't care. (laughs) If anything, that could end up being a reward. Yeah. So I might, as the parent, have to be like, nope, we're going to make these and you need to eat them. Or Mm -hmm. tomorrow we're having two vegetables or something like that. Now let's switch over to talking about logical consequences. And we've kind of alluded to some things here. And I think where logical consequences come into play is oftentimes they can be implemented more quickly because you're manipulating them. You know, we're not waiting for them to fail history or for them to be starving at the end of the day. So with logical consequences, these are consequences that are instituted or implemented by another person, typically a parent. And so there's outside influences and they're usually adjusted to be closely related to the misbehavior. So I'm going to go back to that comment I made about having a kid run out into the parking lot. So if our child, you know, lets go of our hand and runs out into the parking lot, the natural consequence could be they get hit by a car. A logical consequence might be that they have to get out of the car after their older brother or sister, they have to hold your hand and they're not allowed to walk alone like a big boy or a big girl, or maybe they have to sit in the shopping cart whenever they're in the parking lot, or they have to get into the stroller. Those are things that are Not natural because they wouldn't have occurred without you instituting them, but they're related to the misbehavior. If mommy can't trust that you're going to stay right next to the car and not run out, then these are the things you're going to have to do because I can't trust you're going to be safe. I see. So they're related. Yeah. And you want to make sure that whenever possible, kids understand like the reason why your phone was taken away is because you misused your phone. You were mm-hmm. using it in the middle of the night, or you signed up for an app that you didn't have permission to use. So for you, if you stay up late watching TV shows, it does make sense that the next night, the TV shows, when you watch them on Netflix and Hulu, your access might be limited mm-hmm. to those. Yeah. So versus me saying you need to do my laundry as a consequence. Yeah. Cause that doesn't line up. Right. And sometimes, And I'm going to say this as a little caveat. Sometimes the natural consequence is something the kid doesn't care about. It's super hard to come up with a logical consequence. And so we kind of fall back on something that makes our kids uncomfortable. So we're like, fine, you've lost your phone. Uh, And that ends up being one of the default consequences that parents give. And there's times where kids can kind of get exhaustive. Like every time I do something wrong, I lose my phone for varying amounts of time. And the kids feel the pain of being like inconvenienced or whatever, or just disappointed at not having access. But there isn't a lot of conversation about like your misbehavior resulted in this logical consequence. So, you know, for example, if your child does something that's untrustworthy, they might lose the opportunity to go with a friend someplace where you would normally have to trust that they're following your directions or doing what they say they're going to do. Whereas if you're just like, well, I'm not giving you your allowance this week, you could be losing out an opportunity to teach them something. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of appropriate logical consequences. And I tell parents like if the behavior is this big, right? Like if it's an eight out of 10, then you have a consequence that matches it where it's mm-hmm. a consequence that's significant. As an eight out of 10. But if your kid does something small, you don't want to give a huge consequence. You want to have a small consequence. Your kid leaves their shoes out and they're, you know, something is made a mess. Then you might have a small consequence because it's not a big behavior. But if your kid punches somebody at school and gets suspended, yeah, then you might have a bigger consequence. So I tell parents... When parents struggle to think of a consequence in the moment, like they're upset, maybe the kid's having a tantrum, especially when the kids are older. And by older, I mean like mid to late elementary school. You can say, I'm upset at you. I'm disappointed in this behavior. You aren't going to have a consequence.
1: Yeah, but well, I they need to think
0: about it a little
1: bit. Yeah, they understand the interaction.
0: Yeah. But if you've got a three-year-old and they run up in the parking lot or they bite their peer or they deliberately dump something on the floor right on the walls to be like, hey, I'm going to decide on this punishment tomorrow or later on. By the time you get to that part, they're probably barely going to remember that they even did anything wrong. Yeah. So you can't do that with really little kids. Little kids do better with having an immediate consequence. Like, well, you wrote on the walls. So you're watching me put your markers in a basket in the closet, and we can't have those for a few days. Yeah. Or go ahead and get... A magic eraser, and we're going to clean this off together because you misused markers and wrote on the wall, and we take care of our home. Mm-hmm. So, you want to do that right when you see that they've written on the wall.
1: What's the natural consequence for writing on the wall?
0: Your wall is ugly,
1: but the kid isn't going to be upset about that. They don't care. So, that one would be a, so one of the reasons less why, effective.
0: Yeah, one of the reasons why adults do things like clean our baseboards and throw decorative pillows on their bed is because it looks nice.
1: Yeah. Well, I know that.
0: And so we don't write on our walls because
1: <laughs> why would you draw? Right. Walls?
0: We, we think it looks ugly. It feels like we're ruining the walls. You can't take the wall with you. Yeah. Like you can a notebook or a note you jot down in your phone. Like it doesn't feel useful to us, but yeah. with little kids, they, they just don't have that same standard. So for them, just having an ugly wall First of all, they might not even view it as ugly. And second of all, they just don't necessarily care. So in that situation, what they might care more about is not getting to use their markers in their room anymore.
1: So that would be the most
0: effective punishment. That would be a logical consequence. If you misuse your markers, then you don't get to use your markers. Yeah. And you literally had that incident. I remember when you were four, you had yellow walls in your bedroom and you wrote on the walls during nap time. And so when I found it you you were in trouble and i said you cannot have markers or crayons or whatever in your room until you're five but you were like maybe three weeks away from being five but you (laughs) like thought it was so far away like i can't have them till i'm five but i'm only four well you're just gonna have to wait till you're five you need to be a big girl and maybe when you're five you'll know not to write on the walls
1: sarah Um, on the walls you
0: never did it again so when you turn five you were allowed to have crayons and markers back in your room, so you were allowed to use them.
1: I like vaguely, vaguely remember that. For yeah. some reason, I remember getting them taken away.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's one of those things. Like if you misuse something, you don't get access. So it's like when the kids are fighting over the toy, and you put it up. Like if you are yeah. going to fight over this, and it's not going to be fun anymore, then we're going to put it up. So yeah. It's helpful when kids can see the relationship. So just a couple tips is whenever possible, try to convey what the consequences to things will be ahead of time. So one of the things that makes kids really upset is if they feel like a consequence came completely out of the blue. Oh yeah, that sucks. Yeah. They feel very blindsided. It feels very unfair. They very quickly get into victim mode. And so even though we can't always predict when our kids are going to misbehave, there's sometimes they've either misbehaved in the past. Let's say, for example, you're bringing your kid over to a friend's house to play and you know your kid and your friend's kid sometimes have conflict and maybe they've hit each other before on playdates. You might say to your kid, if we go over to his house and you hit, you are going to get a timeout. And then in a chance to calm your body down, and if you hit again, we're going home. And so that way it doesn't feel like, well, mom just lost her cool. And like, basically mom had a tantrum and Kate gave some big consequence and it doesn't make sense and they just go into victim mode. Yeah. And then also too, is it allows you to think about what the consequences while you're still calm because one of the tough parts of consequences is when you're upset And you're trying to teach your kids something, but you're so mad, it can cause you to either come up with something that doesn't make sense or something that's really like dramatic and over the top. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard parents say, we're going to cancel your birthday party. No kid's birthday party is canceled. Like, it's just not like if you have sent out invitations and 10 little kids are coming to the bowling alley for your kids, you know, sixth birthday you are not going to call all those parents and tell them that because Johnny hit his sister or acted like a fool in a restaurant that the whole party's canceled. Yeah. But parents will threaten those things. They'll say, well, we're not going to go on vacation. Like we're going to cancel our trip to the beach. No, you're not. You have $3,000 in a house rental with your best friends, you know, and half the car packed. You're not going to cancel the beach vacation. Yeah. So then it just ends up, a false. Looking foolish, the kid yeah. know. You know, the kid knows you're not going to actually do it. So you really do want to give a consequence though that disrupts the routine. So I call it disrupting. It's not about being spiteful. It's not about having your kids suffer. It's about making it harder for that misbehavior to occur again. It is harder for you to stay up late watching shows if I
1: don't have the shows. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, you could sit there and be like, I'm going to stay up anyway. I'm going to organize my makeup drawer or I'm going to write in my notebook. Like you could be determined to mm-hmm. stay up late. Yeah. But you also can know if I keep doing this and I'm grouchy the next day. or and I'm, not I'm already tired because I stayed up late. Yeah. Day. And now you're bored because you don't have TV to watch. So maybe just go to bed. Yeah. So you want to arrange the circumstances so your child's misbehavior becomes uncomfortable for them to maintain. Once again, I'm okay with you being uncomfortable. I'm not okay with you suffering. And then as as much as we can to relate the consequence to the misbehavior. And a lot of parents, like I said, they feel kind of helpless because they feel like my kid will not move their butt and follow rules unless I'm pulling their technology. And even then though, let's just say you are using technology as a consequence. There'll be parents who, let's say it's Saturday morning, they've got maybe an eight or nine year old. Their kid hits their brother or makes a mess or talks back to mom or dad. And they say, you've lost technology for the rest of the day. So now it's 10 AM. The kid has no will to live because his whole day is ruined. Parents have nothing to manipulate because the big favorite thing has already been lost. So your kid's motivation to behave the rest of the day. is already lost. It's already gone down. And even if you say, Well, I'm going to take it tomorrow too. Like they already feel so hopeless. Like today feels so long. Who cares if I lose it tomorrow? So I tell parents, like, if you are going to adjust technology, adjust it by, hey, you're not going to be allowed to use technology till the afternoon, until after lunch, or your brother is going to be allowed to use the technology first. Let's say you have an iPad. And normally, one brother does it first. You might say, you know what? Today, that's a privilege you don't have. So, there's something about the technology that's adjusted that makes them uncomfortable and like interferes with their routine. But it's not like you've lost all your currency and authority <laughs> with your kid. And now they're just in like an emotional free for all mm-hmm. and you have no leverage. Ah. So, you can do things like that that's a little bit more nuanced. And then kids have the opportunity to see all right, I had a consequence for making, I was supposed to be cleaning up, but instead I was distracted by YouTube. So now I lost YouTube until after lunch. So, and then obviously they need to finish cleaning up their mess before yeah. they get access, but it's not like the whole day's ruined. So they can kind of hit the reset button. So that's, that's when you kind of delay a privilege. I hope you learned something about logical and natural consequences. You can kind of think about this the next time your kid does something naughty. So thanks everyone for tuning in new episodes every Wednesday. Yep. Stay tuned. I love you. Love you too, sweetie.